0: This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP.
1: Good morning, I'm Alex Tsai.
0: And I'm Alice Dempster.
1: It's Tuesday the 9th of January. In your Squiz today, The rains are here. Victoria deals with a dance party overdose. Aussies shine at the Golden Globes. And 2024's Sidewalk Hustle. This is your Squiz Today. Alice, yesterday was drenched. At least where I am in the ACT, it was bucketing most of the day. But Victoria had it even worse with flash flooding hitting large parts of southeastern Australia.
0: Yep several towns in central Victoria broke their rainfall records. Heathcote is one. It's about 110 kilometres north of Melbourne, and it had 184 millimetres in 24 hours. And then about 40 kilometres northwest of there, Bendigo had 92 millimetres of rain. One meteorologist from the Bureau of Meteorology said that broke another record with over 90 years of data. And Alex, All of that rain forced residents of Yea and Seymour to evacuate as the floodwaters rose in those places yesterday. Mm. And authorities say they'll also have their eyes on Wangaratta and Shepparton over the next couple of days. They're tipping both of those towns will see significant flooding.
1: Right. And that's because more rain is still expected for central and eastern parts of Victoria. And given the risk to lives is still high, Premier Jacinta Allen has warned tourists and residents to keep an eye on emergency warnings before they travel anywhere, and she said, quote, "'Please do not drive through floodwaters.'" And Alice, it wasn't just Victoria. Your part of the world, South Australia, also had wet weather.
0: Yeah, we copped the storm over the weekend before it moved east towards Victoria. And if it's all sounding a little bit tropical for this part of Australia that we're talking about, you would be right. (laughs) The Bureau says the amount of moisture moving across Victoria particularly is what you would normally see in somewhere like Queensland, And speaking of, Alex, Queenslanders are also still mopping up after those deadly back-to-back storms from the past fortnight.
1: Yes, homes in the Gold Coast region are still having their power restored after residents suffered through two weeks without electricity. Queensland Treasurer Cameron Dick says the total damage bill for the state is at more than $2 billion, and he reckons it could take years to rebuild. Victoria's plans for its first offshore wind farm have hit some headwinds, Alice, with (laughs) Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek rejecting plans for a key terminal at the Port of Hastings, which is south of Melbourne.
0: I see what you did there, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Plibersek says that this terminal could cause irreversible harm to local marine, bird and plant life. The area off the coast of Gippsland has already been named as the country's first zone for offshore wind generators. Most of the turbines are meant to be set up about 20 kilometres off the coast there. But without the port as a base for that project, it can't go ahead.
1: And while the Victorian Environment Minister says his government is now regrouping on that plan, the intervention has thrown a spanner in the works for Victoria to reach its target of 95% renewables by 2035. Alice, this is a very Victoria-heavy episode today, but that just seems to be where the news is, Mm. because another story making headlines are the eight people in a critical condition after a mass drug overdose at a Melbourne music festival over the weekend. Ambulance Victoria says that all of them appear to have taken MDMA.
0: Yeah, Alex, you mentioned those eight people are in critical condition. In fact, seven of them have been placed in induced comas and needed breathing tubes put in. The event that they were all at was held at Flemington Racecourse, and pictures on social media from the night showed that the 10,000 attendees were dancing in the venue and were also making lots of complaints about the 32-degree heat Danny Hill is from the Ambulance Union. He's called for pill testing in Victoria as a result of this mass overdose incident. And he says they have it in Queensland and the ACT already.
1: But the Victorian state government is lukewarm on that idea of pill testing. It says it already spends millions trying to reduce drug harm at festivals and nightclubs. Alice, we flagged this yesterday, but it was the Golden Globes yesterday, and everyone's favourite physics movie, Oppenheimer, certainly had a golden night.
0: Yeah, the film won five awards in total, including Best Drama Picture and Best Director for Christopher Nolan. Barbie didn't get as many awards, though, But the team behind it did take out the trophy for cinematic and box office achievement. I don't think anyone could argue against that, Alex. (laughs) And as for the TV shows, The Bear won the Best Musical Comedy Series and Succession won for the Best Drama. And... Also, overall, it was a great night for Aussies. Sarah Snook won an acting award for her part in succession, and Elizabeth Debicki also took home a trophy for her performance as Princess Diana in the Crown. And
1: sure, the awards are great, the ceremony's great, but my favourite moment making the rounds on social media was the acceptance speech from Iowa Debris, in which she did not thank the people who were mean. It is a really <laughs> great watch, and we've got a link to it in today's newsletter, as well as to a red carpet gallery. So you can subscribe to the newsletter with the link in our episode notes. I'm not sure if this next story is for people looking to save time in 2024 or people looking for a side hustle, but the jobs platform Airtasker has said that more and more people are now paying others to line up for them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so according to Airtasker, this trend really took off in 2022 when there were big waits in passport lines. Mm. And the site says since then, paying someone else to wait in a queue for you for other reasons has also taken off. One woman apparently paid a gig worker $280 to queue up for some Insta-famous pastries in Sydney. I really love pastries, Alex, but I don't know if an extra $280 on top of their actual price would be worth it.
1: (laughs) I've eaten some pretty good almond croissants in my time, but maybe not that good. Another woman also forked out $233 to get someone in the virtual line for Taylor Swift tickets. Now, I do remember that line and how painful it was, but again, that is a lot of money to pay.
0: Yeah, and again, that's on top of the actual ticket price, which is complete dedication.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Squiz the day, Alice. We have got today an in-house plug for the start of 2024, which is Kate and Claire's Year Ahead series. So this is the series of chats with their friends in the news about 2024 predictions, as well as the stories that stuck with them from 2023.
0: The first episode of this features Sammy J. He's the comedian and ABC radio host. It is a blast to listen to. And if you're interested in the way that people in media view and deal with the the news cycle it is really worth a listen
1: we will put a link to that podcast in our episode notes or you can just search for either news club or the year ahead in your podcast app the one that you're using right now <laughs> and while you're there definitely follow the news club feed in your podcast app and that is it for us today thank you so much for listening and we'll be back again tomorrow